Hi, and welcome again to the Yes and I Am podcast, the podcast where we learn about people. I'm Aaron Max, and today's guest is kind of a Hollywood elite. You know, we keep bringing these A-list celebrities, and today is no different. This one has been around, like, since I was a kid, and she's still hotter than ever. I mean, yeah. Uh, If you guys haven't guessed who our celebrity is yet... I want to say she's famous for her movies. Wanted, Girl Interrupted. She is amazing. And uh, she's just, you know, taking Hollywood by storm. I'd like you all to meet Angelina Jolie. How's it going? Hello. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming here. What, What brings you to New York? I mean, it's one of the best cities in the world, and I've been living such a peaceful, intentional lifestyle lately. And sometimes you need to go where everything is happening. And I wanted to come back to New York. I wanted to come back to Astoria, salt of the earth. Yeah. I mean, uh, thank you for making it here. I know it's not as like luxurious as what you're used to out in LA. I'm sure your place is huge. You gotta, you know, you gotta keep all six of your children there. So it's, uh, I'm sure it's a huge, uh, job to, like be a mother of six. Nothing is taxing for me, really. Really? Yeah. I, I thrive in chaos. I thrive in the unknown and, and the variables. And did you did you hear what I said earlier about Astoria being the salt? Yes, the salt of the earth. Of the earth? It? Yes, 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 of course. Okay, I just wanted to hold for applause because I imagine that your listeners will be applauding me for salt. Oh yeah, your movie that uh did, did you direct Salt? I did. Yes, you did. I saw it. It was it was did good. You? Yeah, yeah. You were like this like Russian sleeper agent. Mm. Um, it was a good movie. Mm. But I, I I see what you did there. Uh, you working you. on comedy? Because that sounds like you're trying to like do a joke there. Uh, no, I, I maybe I'm just not used to being back on the East Coast in Los Angeles. I would immediately uh, be received warmly for such a, a clever and uh, self inflated reference. But I'll, I'll get accustomed. I'm a quick learner. Of course. I mean, uh, you, you, you've had to go through a lot of stuff in your life, as mm. we know. Um, currently, you know, you're, you're raising six kids. You, you guys recently went on a trip. But, like, you, most people, like, remember you adopting your children and them being, like, little when, when, when you were with uh, Brad Pitt. Sure. But now your, your children, most of them are teenagers, like, they are they are growing very very quickly. Uh, what's it like to have like three teenagers and then like three three preteens in one household? That sounds like a lot. Well, I grew up very quickly. Um, I was exposed to a lot of the world at a very young age, and I think that what I'm really trying to do is, on a on a very microscopic scale, really um, really reflect how how different and diverse the world is, and by having all of these children of varying ages teaching each other at a certain point, because we live in such a communal environment, or I hope one day we will, where everyone can just teach each other, and then mommy can get back to her career. Now, you, you talk about getting it back to your career. You are, are actually uh, from a Hollywood family yourself. Your, I am, yes. Your, your father being John, Vo- the famous actor John Voigt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you feel like uh, you can get back to your career really easily? Do you, or do you feel like you have to like commit to being a mother? Or I'm sure you have like a staff of some sort that helps take care of your kids. Well, sure. I have people who, who help me out. I mean, you know, I am, I'm lucky to come from, uh, a, if you want to say privileged background, then sure, I guess for some people that is privileged, um, you know, but not everyone had to go through what I went through for better or for worse. But, I, you know, I think that no matter who's teaching the children, you know, they are still mine. And I, th- I think that mothering and, and being maternal is something that comes natural to me just because, you know, who are you? Great. You slip into that role of a mother. You know, I'm, I'm very flexible. I can, I'm very mercurial. I can go back and forth whenever I need. Uh, I, I'm lucky to think that people recognize my talents and my skills so easily that uh, I can just show up and the world will, will fill in the void for me. Now, I feel like it's been a while since you've been in a film. Okay. Um, but uh, coming this October, you have a uh, new movie coming out, which uh, we just saw the teaser of. Looks mm. great. It's the sequel to your movie, Maleficent. Mm. It's uh, Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. Mm. What, what made you feel like you needed to go back to that character? Because you don't do too many sequels. I, I don't. I'm not... Um, I don't think you've done a sequel since Tomb Raider 2, actually. Right. I, I'm not exactly who most people would think of in terms of a commercially viable franchise. Uh, I mean, you should see what I wrote up for Girl Interrupted 2. Really, really would have been my masterpiece, but, you know, uh, it's, it's fine. That's not what this is about. Um, Maleficent is such a powerful character, and, and the relationship of Maleficent to young Aurora is something that I channel in a certain way in my own, um, you know, maternal identity. But I think that I have a lot more agency to really tap into that inherent um, feminine evil. What do you say to the... uh the critics out there that say Maleficent is just a ripoff of the Broadway musical Wicked. I would say, can you see a fucking play? <laughs> can you can you read a book? Do you know how completely different these two things are? And also, are you judging it just on eyebrows and bone structure and noses? Because that's the only similarity, really. I mean, they, I they both make you kind of like sympathize for this character that was seen as a villain before. And that, like, maybe they were just misunderstood. You know, I'm so glad we're having this conversation because I personally am part of a committee uh, inspired by some of my my earliest work to really uh, broaden what it means to be a villainous female character in today's entertainment landscape. And I'm glad that we're having this conversation because that needs to be explored. How reductive, right, to have Wicked right alongside Maleficent and, and how long did it take for Wicked the musical to come to Broadway? How old is The Wizard of Oz? It's true. So, and how old is Sleeping Beauty and how old is Maleficent, a, a character that I've been championing for quite some time. And I think that there need to be more idols out there, more... more um, strong female villains? Yes, more strong female villains. That, like, need their own story to be told. There are, we are nurturing a very specific kind of youth in today's environment, a very specific kind of girlhood that is fun and carefree and capable. But what about all those other girls that are growing up and just doing? You know what I mean? They need a proper outlet. Daria was taken off the air and that didn't go nearly as hard as it should have. 
in terms of bitter teenage girlhood. And what I'm really trying to do is just open that door. And if you look at any of my movies, you can see I've always been fighting for this. And you are the first person, honestly, to recognize it. Thank you. Of course. Thank uh, you. Do you think there is any other uh, female villains that do need to be seen? And like, could, who, who, how would you uh, make their uh, movies? Okay. Um, well, I would say that we've probably passed it uh, now, but but there is a strong uh, mythological lore surrounding some very terrifying female pirates. If uh, if the production houses had ever listened to me, we would have hooked on to the Pirates of the Caribbean theme and gotten those uh, gotten those pitched right away. I mean, there is a famous pornographic film with women called Pirates. That is of the Pirates of the Caribbean theme. Wouldn't you be afraid that there might be some confusion there? I think, I think you just revealed a whole lot about how you see female characters and female-produced work, pirates, and 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 its spinoff. Because I believe there were two pornos after the Pirates movies did feature female characters. However, not female-produced, not about what I'm talking about. This is this is this is it, okay? I'm talking about uh, championing the the female characters of history. These these women that went out there and they conquered and they raped and they slaughtered. I'm not talking about sexualizing Kira Knightley's character in Pirates of the Caribbean, although God knows someone had to do it for her. Although I will say that if it weren't for pirates, Sasha Gray's career would not have taken off in such the way that it did. And for that, I am grateful well, because I, I don't want to go there. Sasha Gray is great, you know. She's actually been making her way into legit acting as well. I'm sorry. Are we talking about me still? Oh, no. I was talking about Sasha Gray for a second. But more female villains. Thank you. Yes. Uh, do, is there any, like, in folklore that you feel like have been kind of washed over or just seen as a villain in a movie but never gotten their story told? Absolutely. Personally, I've been waiting until I can age into it because, as you know, I do have a, a youthful, uh, you know, general. Of course, de vivre. you are radiant. De vivre. Thank, thank you. I wish everyone listening could see that as well. I hate to deprive them. Uh, but personally, I would love to talk about Medusa. Medusa? A little bit more. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And there's, um, there's this myth that personally I have always been fascinated with that. Um, you know, harkens back to the Mesopotamian era. Mm -hmm. You know, the Fertile Crescent, all of their original folklore. We're talking way before Gilgamesh. There is a, a story of Inanna and her sister, Shkrigal. Shkrigal was the queen of the underworld. And I think that we really, you know, now's the time to get that story off the ground. We need more. Wait, so would mm -hmm. you play Shkrigal or are you playing Medusa? I would play both. And again, I would just like to highlight the narrow way that you're thinking that I have to choose one. They're not Aaron. They're not even the same culture. Oh, I, I Aaron, thought you were they're, no. I, the Aaron. They're not even the same, uh, the same folklore. I I I it's, I heard you going down the Medusa path. I thought this was all kind of connected. How dare you assume to know the limits of my talent, of my ability to even know different things? I. Now, I, I want to get into a little bit of controversial stuff that's been in the news lately. Mm -hmm. uh, recently, you and Lady Gaga have been uh, being interviewed for the role of the new Cleopatra movie coming yes. out. Yes. And uh, it's drawn controversy saying that uh, you might be too Caucasian for this, like, 
Egyptian queen. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I, I kind of want to clear the air on that. That uh, because I'm gonna flex my historical muscles here, okay, and say that uh, Cleopatra was actually kind of white because she was a descendant of Alexander the Great. You know, that's what my people have been telling me as well. Uh, that 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 is a, a perfectly. Um, sensical way for me to inhabit one of the most in-demand and most inappropriate roles for me to possibly do at this moment, given, again, the political landscape. Um, But yes, people are saying that she was a descendant and therefore fairly fair-skinned. So... I I mean, and she was famously played by uh, Audrey Hepburn, right? Is it Audrey? Elizabeth Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor, Taylor. yes. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm real bad about classic movies. And just women, I think. You're just bad about women. Yeah, maybe. That explains a lot. Wow. I'm very alone. Thank God I have four of my bodyguards in the same room because, listeners, this just got uncomfortable. I, I don't, I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Jolie. I did not mean to make this unprofessional. That's, that's fine. Uh, Jared, you can, Jer- okay, he's just been put back into a seat. Thank you, Jared. All right, so we were talking about, right, Elizabeth Taylor, who I have always looked up to. Yes. You know, is this kind of, of renegade, course. very sexual, very uh, outspoken, and, and can speak for herself. Um, and a victim in a way, of, of pop culture and, and the news and, and just general media and her own relationships. But Elizabeth Taylor inhabited Cleopatra, and I think that I would be within my own right to do so because I don't have that many options out there. Really? I, I thought the whole world would be open to you at this moment. You know, you know I did as well. I did as well. Um, but there's nothing with quite the, um, the weight of Cleopatra. And because I mean, I, I, I still kind of want to see this Medusa movie. I think thank you, me too. Be a great yeah. Medusa, and like, um, yeah, it's it's it's. I think that would be like going back to like ancient Greek villains would be really cool, you mm-hmm. know, and like the muses. And I, I think there's something there that we haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. because like those movies were kind of done in the '90s, around the or like late early 2000s, where uh, there you had Gladiator and uh, Troy. And all of those movies. Yes. 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 You, you're not a fan of the movie, Troy? You, you made a face. Well, I, you know, I, 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 hate, I hate to... I mean, congratulations. You know, I, I'm so happy that Brad Pitt was able to work and provide for the family that he eventually had. And, you know... This is... This is, this is can I get honest with you for of a moment? Of course. Go right ahead. Marion Cotillard. Yeah. Play Lady Macbeth mm-hmm. in a movie that no one saw. Really? No one saw it? Not not as many people as saw Maleficent. I mean, there's no sequel <laughs> coming out, yeah. is there? I just, I don't want to spend any time talking about him or airing out my family drama. Or, why why why'd you bring up Marianne Cotillard? Well, I'm just thinking about other women who play strong female roles. And, oh, Jesus, one of the, she's... She's being uh, she's being suggested to play Medusa. Oh, because she is also one of the only other women out there that will. T- I mean, did you see um, uh, La Vie en Rose? No, I, I had the, not. The tragic brunette. You know, like Edith. Yeah, Piaf, I mean, like, Mar- she plays that very well. I will give her that because I support other women. I mean, she's great. She's a she's an incredible actress. 
but you, you, you just don't want like competition. That's it. Because you know who I think would make like a really good Medusa? I think Helena Bonham Carter would make a really good Medusa. I'm sorry. Did you want a real movie? Or did you want a Disney version, who I love? I was about to say, don't go shitting on Disney. They're, I'm not they're, they're shitting prov- on Disney. They're, they're providing you a, a nice paycheck, it would seem. They are, and they're giving me a wonderful playground with which to explore, uh, you know, these, these, these themes, which I really would love to talk to you more about. Can we talk more about art? Of course. Can we talk more? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Of, I'm, go. I come on all of these interviews, and I just, it's so superficial. Really? Do you know what I mean? Like, like, it's just like, want to talk about what's in the news and not really what you want to talk about. I want, I want to, this is why I would love to get back to ancient, you know, Greco-Roman themes, because you were throwing around all of these high ideas and and conversations were so sophisticated. And now it's just, who's breaking up whose family? You know, what are your children doing? Uh, No, let's talk about what really makes the earth tick and spin and dance. And what is that? Art and thought and and humanity and just being with each other. All right. Well, I mean, that, that sounds very beautiful. But we've reached the point of the show where we like to do a little bit of speed rounds. Basically, we play a couple games on this show. The first game we like to play here is Fuck, Mary Kill. Basically, I'm going to list three names off and you tell me which category each name goes into. Of course. How reductive. Oh, of course. Um you might get real angry about me about this one, but the first name is your first husband, John Lee Miller. The second name is your second husband, Billy Bob Thornton. And I guess who you can guess who the third name is, Mr. Uh, Bradley Pitt. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, g- generally, you, you've done two of these things with all three of these men. And in a, in a sense, you know... Jeez, this is so this is so reductive and and how blase. It's what the listeners want to hear though. They 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 get excited cuz it makes it a little fun, you know, play a little game. I mean, in a sense I've done everything with 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 all of them at all points in time and yes, I have killed them in a way. You know, if if you'll read their their song lyrics. Um I I I really don't want to listen to a Billy Bob Thornton song. I can well, imagine it's really bad. I mean, it's it's an, it's an experience. Your body just opens up. You know what I mean? So I'll say, God damn it. I'll, fine. Fuck Billy Bob. Okay. Marry Brad Pitt because he did provide in a sense and then, you know, kill the one who I don't want to talk about. Oh, John Lee Miller. Oh, that's sad. We oh. all make mistakes sometimes. Yeah, well he was like early on in your career and uh, his career never really took off. He had a TV show for a little while, but uh, that was about it. Uh, he meant well. Yeah. Uh, The next thing we like to do on this show is we like to do a little bit of word association. Basically, I will say a word and you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. The first word, action. Drama. Tiger. Ooh, drama. Sex. Home. Dangerous. Lion. Affair. Um... Have you paid the, the censorship fines? Yeah. Please? Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is an explicit content. All right. Well, well the moment's gone. Now. Jared's telling me that I shouldn't uh, get out of my seat any longer. Okay. You, you want to stop mid-word uh, association? I, I would just like to, you know, be respected as as. Uh, All actor. right. Well, you haven't asked me anything about my directing. Uh, we, we talked about salt for a second. Well, I... 
That's fine. That's fine. I too am doing uh, a podcast and I too have my own production company and I too am doing plenty of things that you just clearly don't want to talk about uh, oh, because oh. you don't respect women. I clearly respect. We are recording this on International Women's Day. And is this is this not the first time you've made mention of this? I mean, it's not being released on today. It's being released a couple weeks from now, but... Uh, That's fine. That's fine. I hate to alienate your listeners further, but I will say that by the time this comes out, I do have my own podcast. Yes, me too. Yes, me too? Yes, me too. And I will, I will be interviewing exclusively women who are title holders of at least four or more different uh, career paths and have six at least children. All right. Well, thank you, Angelina, for uh, stopping by here. Oh, you're welcome. You're get, very welcome. And uh, giving us your time of, of your bi- very busy schedule. Mm-hmm. Uh, and thank you all for listening. And uh, we will see you all next time. Thank you again for listening to the Yes and I Am podcast. This podcast has been completely improvised. So instead of having the actual Angelina Jolie here today, has been my friend Annie Sage Whitehurst. How's it going? Hello. I feel attacked. <laughs> I, I, I that, like I've never like been just kind of cut off during the game segment of the show before. Oh, good. Well, then at least I was that like, makes an is effect. she just gonna like leave? She 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 seems like very um I don't know. It, it's fun how these episodes go because there's definitely like a lot in my notes that we didn't get to, but uh, there there was like a fun like stride we hit there, which was nice. Uh, what are your personal experiences with Angelina Jolie? Uh, honestly, until you told me who I was playing, I didn't know that that was her correct pronunciation. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I've heard. I've heard of her it, name. I, I mean, it's an O. I, I've heard Jolie. I've heard Jolly. Mm. Um, I mean, I know, I know that she is, all right, here's what I was going off of. I know that she is, um, bitter. Mm-hmm. I know that she has been wronged in many different ways. And I know that she's made some moves to try and reclaim some space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She, she did like grow up like with a lot given to her though. Oh, for sure. Like yeah. her, her father is an Academy Award winning actor. Yeah, but, you know, she's also, like, been through some stuff that, you know, is not... I mean, I, I just remember her just being really weird and, like, having very culturally appropriative tattoos. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. When As soon as you... All I can think of is just, like, you know, tribal tattoos and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I didn't <laughs> know that she was getting option to play Cleopatra. Yeah. She can't do that. Yeah, neither can Lady Gaga. <laughs> no, especially not Lady Gaga. But, like, I, I, I mean, I understand, like the history of it all but like also it just it just seems like in this time like haven't we seen enough of them i the bigger issue with uh angelina jolie playing cleopatra mm-hmm. is that she's aged out of it like cleopatra died in her like 20s i think all right well i'm gonna speak up and say i don't know if it's that she's too old because i think that you know hmm. well no you, but she you know she's got cgi budgets no of course yeah but like it's but it's also it's like it just doesn't feel like her role. She's not. Okay. Here's what I would say. She's got that strong, uh, sultry presence mm-hmm. that I would want. But I think that, you know, physically she should be not white. Yeah, and I think that she someone should also, a little more ambiguous at least. Yeah. And I think that something about, she's too, oh shit. She's too skinny. Angelina Jolie. She, she would have to gain weight. Really? I think. Yeah. Because Cleopatra, 
I, and I don't know if I'm making this up just from Elizabeth Taylor, of her being like a voluptuous. Oh no, Cleopatra you know. was real skinny. Um, was she? Yeah. Okay. So the wow. Aaron's hi- eyes just lit the fuck no, up. No, because I, I like to, I like to share history <laughs> that like I know about. And uh, the the thing with uh, Cleopatra, she was a Ptolemy, and mm-hmm. the the Ptolemies were notoriously inbred. Mm-hmm. Like she was like the fourth generation of inbreeding. Huh. Like brothers marrying sisters. So then she also would need like an extra limb, then, <laughs> right, for something. it to be correct. The, like, well, she was like, uh, well, because of all the inbreeding, she was like forever sick and frail. Mm. Because yeah, that's what happens. You don't get a good immune system when you're like oh, a product geez. of like incest. Yeah, yeah, that that makes sense. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's real tragic and like, they're, they're, I I. I don't know where they w- what part of the history they would do in a Cleopatra movie. Probably the mm-hmm. Mark Antony stuff, right? Um, cause Unless was... they want to make like a fun teen drama, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez! Really, really get that coming of age. I, she she in- inherited the throne as a teenager, mm-hmm. which is insane. Like that's another reason why, like <laughs> Angelina, like I know she's got a CGI budget, but like playing like seventeen. Mm. <laughs> I, uh, man, I mean, they'll just do like some desert hazy effects or something. I don't know. I can't, I can't see her. I respect that choice more than Lady Gaga doing it though. Yeah, no, Lady Gaga is like real white. (laughs) And I think just acting value, I think that there has to be a certain kind of, I don't know. I don't know. Is, is, don't know. is Cleopatra know. Lady Gaga's follow-up role? Like, is is that where she... Is that the logical next step? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like... That's the speed. It's either that or, I guess, uh, Marvel superhero. Jesus Christ. Can you imagine? I would I would be the first in line. Honestly, I'm surprised that that wasn't... She hadn't... I mean, maybe she has. I don't watch any of that stuff. Maybe she has done, like, a, a Marvel cameo in something. That would make more sense to me. She's only done two movies. She's done A Star is Born, mm-hmm. and she's done uh, Machete Kills, the second no, Machete movie. really? Yep. Oh, man. That's crazy. I haven't... Seen that or Stars Born? Stars Born was great, um, but Angelina Jolie. Do you have a favorite Angelina Jolie movie, or have you not seen a lot? I've seen. Okay, she is okay. He, she's like such a huge queer icon. Yeah, and she. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if it's Gia or Gaia, but where she plays the supermodel. Oh, I I I do not remember that one. Okay, at all. I'm sure you've seen like scenes of it online. She gets naked, and there's like a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, happening. hey! If you've ever seen Angelina Jolie in Offense, it's from that movie. <laughs> Hashtag Mr. Skins. Um, and then Hashtag in- <laughs> Mr. Skins. <laughs> and then in Girl Interrupted, of course, that's like such an amazing movie. Yeah. Um, that was one of my one of my favorites growing up. And Tomb Raider two, classic. <laughs> Here's the thing too. I don't like that they re. I, I did not see that. I did see Tomb Raider. Uh, original blend. Yeah. And, you know... Well, no, because Angelina had the two Tomb Raider films and then they rebooted it recently with Alicia Vikander. Which bothers me because as an actress, I was hoping that they would wait until I was in shape enough <laughs> and had enough money to get my boobs done and then I would get it. I think you'd so make a, a great Laura Croft. Oh, thank you. Of course. I gotta Aww. support my friends. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 I should not have added that caveat at the end there. That made it so much more ominous and creepy, dude. <laughs> I gotta support my friends. You want money for a boob job? <laughs> oh, I don't have boob I'm job a good money. Guy. None of us do. <laughs> Yikes. That's not also that's also like not a real concern. But I do remember uh hearing about how they needed to make her her uh was her Alicia Vikander? Yeah. 
how they needed to like make she, she almost was turned down for the role because certain markets said that she was too flat chested. Really? Because Laura Croft you, or Lara Croft, you think of her. She's that, so well, that was like the original and, one, but they made like a reboot in the video game franchise where she was like more realistic looking mm. and less like triangle nips. Well, I'm gonna. Wow, I'm gonna go out on a legend. Legit, say, like if you play the original Tomb Raider, it looks like two pyramids. It's ridiculous. Okay, well, I mean, I'm. That's I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> what? What were you gonna say before? No, just that anytime someone makes CGI boobs or puts boobs out there, someone will say that they are too small. Really? Yeah. But tell me more about how they're shaped like pyramids. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It well, seems like, like a very specific. Well, no, because uh, like it was one of those things like people cosplay as this too. Uh huh. Of like the original like because the and when the original Tomb Raider games came out, it was like there was just no like graphics. It was like everything was like flat planed and stuff and like totally square and yeah, you know, everything yeah. just looked like polygons. Right. And uh, and people still found a way to masturbate to it. Yes, it was so <laughs> weird. You're fucking triangles, goddammit. Yeah, they're like, yeah, look at that rhombus shape mm. that she's got right there. Look at that uh, boxy butt. I am so uncomfortable right now. I know, it's great. I cannot get further back in my chair. Oh, no, don't feel that way. <laughs> no, I'm having a lovely time. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Let's talk more about you, though, because you're an uh, actress improviser here in the city. What mm-hmm. do you have going on? Tell our listeners a little more about Annie Sage. Okay. Um, well, tomorrow night is Saturday night. and Yeah, this is coming out, out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, after that. <laughs> okay, so then let's see what's in the future. I'm doing Improv Fest at the Butte. Oh, um, what, what week are you on? Uh, It's Thursday, March 21st. I'll be up with Speed of Life and Old Man Time, uh, which is Brian Packman, Steve Capps, and then Speed of Life is me and Becky Goodman, Kimalu, who your listeners might know very well, and Clyde Woodham, and that's at the Pit Loft at 7 p.m. And then on the 22nd Friday, I'll be up with the Janes and Tampons, Tears, and uh, something else wonderful. Uh, what, what, time, what time are you up at on the, the 22nd? This is part the, of Improv Fest? Yeah, this is also part of Improv Fest. This is going to be at the Striker stage. This is, I believe, um, or at least at the East location at 9.30. Okay, well, if you're going to that show, stick around because my team is performing at 11 p.m. Ooh. My team, Gritty Reboot, which all members have been, or a good number of the members have been on this show. Um, so, yeah. The, uh, yeah, I love you guys. Yeah, I'll be Absolutely. part of Improv Fest as well. Beautiful. And that's exciting. Um, let's see what else I'm doing. I'm doing some of that stuff. I'm doing some of the, I'm working on a web series right now with, uh, Buhar Alamendi, who I'm butchering his name, but he's a, a wonderful Albanian director. Um, and we're, we're working on that. I play Lola Fontaine, who's a bartender and drug dealer and vigilante. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's quite right a mixture. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, typecast. Um, and then, um, I just got an email the other day being like, hey, surprise, here's a new scene. It's it's, uh, it's a fight scene. And, uh, you know, we haven't written it out completely, but you'll get it. So. And where is that going to be uh, hosted or where, where can people see that? Uh, that is uh, happening in meetings right now. No, I'm I mean, like, where, where the is it going to be like a feature length film? Oh, or? no, that's for a web series. Okay. So yeah, or like it- a, a short order yeah okay so is it gonna be like on like youtube or something or it, it's still very in development stages. it's yep. yeah All yeah right. we filmed we filmed um we've been filming on and off for for a little bit um but it's super fun and it's taking me some to some very strange locations which is oh great oh boy yeah <laughs> and you say you're uncomfortable on this show <sighs> 
Well, you know. <laughs> Thanks. I've been in some crazy situations, but you know, I'm sh- anyone else who's listening to this, especially if they're an actor or a girl or whatever, like you just you do things and you hope that you don't get killed or raped or whatever. Yikes. Yeah, man, that's the world. Yeah, no, it's it's a scary place. Another thing we didn't touch on Angelina Jolie. Uh-huh. She's like huge against uh or like uh, one of her movements is the anti-sexual uh, violence movement. Mm-hmm. Like pre-Me Too, she's been like one of the forefronts on like fighting global sexual violence, which I think needs to be heard at least like in this podcast, just like because it's good stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I do know she's always been very philanthropic. Yeah. Um, and very, very involved in charitable causes. Yeah, it's in that cause. Scale. And then uh, she's like big on the breast cancer awareness movement. Because her mother passed away of breast cancer. And actually, she got uh, herself a a preemptive double mastectomy. That's right, yeah. Yeah, which is insane. Wow, I really uh, helped live up to her integrity in this. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm sure she's a delightful woman. I don't know that much about her. She's... I mean, that's the point of the show. All right. But okay, so if any of our listeners want to find your stuff, where can they find your dates and details and all that? Uh, you can go to www.anniesage.com. That's Annie and then the hyphen sage. So Annie sage.com. Or follow me on Instagram at Annie sage. And the hyphen is spelled out there. Oh, so geez. Annie H Y N N N Sage. Yeah. And uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, as always, you can follow us at Yes and I Am. And we will post a photo of Annie and all that stuff. And, uh, yeah, also... <laughs> you will? Yeah. Or, no, the, the, yeah, yeah. You know, because we post behind-the-scenes stuff, you oh, know? Oh, so that's what this rack of laundry is for. Okay. Oh, okay. Stop shitting on my room. <laughs> <laughs> this is all getting left that in. That lingerie has always been there. It's not just for you. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you again, Annie, for coming on the show. And thank you all for listening. And we will see you all Bye. next time.